but he still works out. He, he works out in the gym smoking cigarettes. He he, the old man doing the bench press with the cigarette hanging out on the on his lip, <laughs> talking to talking to the younger about their technique. Need a you know you know just bouncing off your chest, bounce this weight off your chest. See that bruise form form a callus. You know, give you some just all kind of terrible advice on working out. <laughs> Go ahead on, Mister Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether describe or facts are interrupted by quotes Cease the bullshit with live votes Just like Watts puts the juice through amps Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 53rd, 58th edition of the Slam Bros Show It's your boy, the Bowman12L And I'm here to tell you that the earth isn't flat And if your co-workers tell you otherwise You need to leave their work area immediately As always, I'm joined by my main man Illa YC Illa, what's good? It's all good, but you need to upgrade your co-workers If they're thinking the world is flat They need to get off that Kyrie Irving <laughs> That Kyrie Irving That B.O.B. And Oh, I forgot about B.O.B. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had a song called Airplanes. Went from an airplane you can see. Ugh. Yo, what's good, Bowman? What's cracking? Let's get into it, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what's good. Uh, the G1 tournament that's currently going down in uh, New Japan right now. I'm actually a day behind. Um, but for those that are watching, it's been some amazing ma- matches so far. And uh, just enjoying the hell out of everything, man. So, uh, New Japan World. They have it in English. Go watch that shit. All right. Roger Wilco. And we should we should take this moment right now to high alert the uh, the slam bros. The slam bros. In the, I don't know. We, do we have a slam bro verse or something? I don't know what we call it. You know, but uh, alert the slam brethren. We're going to post content on SoundCloud.com forward slash The Slam Bros. Nothing's there yet except for maybe one old thing, but definitely lock that in so you can find us there. You don't lose streaming service as we, you know, make future moves. We're trying to do some things here. So be sure to save that on your SoundCloud playlist and then we'll get it set up on iTunes and everywhere else. But lock that in now. Lock it in. SoundCloud.com forward slash the slam bros. Holla at your boys. All right, let's grab these shovels and dig in the dirt. Alright, let's start digging. Damn, it's it, it sucks that we couldn't. Leave this in the dirt. But I'm gonna start off by saying, hey yo, fuck Hulk Hogan. Um <laughs> everyone probably knows well, WWE right. has reinstated Terry into the WWE Hall of Fame after an alleged three year suspension. So that's where we're going with this. He's no longer Hulk Hogan, he's just Terry. Yeah, Terry. Hashtag Terry. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, Terry was caught on tape admitting to be a racist 
and then proving said racism by describing all the uh, variations of niggers he would not like his daughter to be sleeping with. So, uh, yeah. So, for these transgressions, Terry was handed out a three-year suspension, and then now he's, he's back. Always knew. I always knew that, I mean, it's Terry. He, he means so much to see the, the, the WWE and Vince. It's kind of hard uh, to, you know, separate the two. And over the over the three-year period, they've slowly started to reintegrate Terry into the program. Started seeing more flashbacks with him. Um, seeing more talking head segments. He got a lot of good press from that Andre the Giant um thing that hbo did but the try and pretend that like yo terry's made amends for this is just absolutely ludicrous um before the the pay-per-view all the talent was called into for a mandatory meeting uh no one was told why but if so terry could make an apology to the entire roster and so for management to the inform the roster that hey we're reinstating terry into the hall of fame which is which is jacked up, right? Like, if people want to hear what Terry has to say, they should have an option. They shouldn't be forced to hear this guy make a half-ass apology, if you ask me. And he's been making a half-ass apology for the last three years, um, telling the roster such things as, like, I didn't know I was secretly being recorded. <laughs> secretly being recorded or not doesn't change the fact that, like, y- yo, y- you're, you're racist. Shit. You're racist. All right? And even before the secret recording, which here's the thing about secret recording. If you look at his FBI deposition for his case that he had about Docker, Gawker, RIP, one of the things, the reason why he was suing Gawker is because he was scared that the racism tape was going to come out. All right. And then, so he's trying to cover his ass. Wasn't an apology for it. He's trying to cover his ass by suing Gawker because he knew that part of that sex tape was him you know, admitting to be a racist and then proving said racism. Um, then also during that deposition with the FBI, he pretty much makes it implied that like, yo, no, he knew he was being recorded because you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here, Illa. But if you are agreeing to have sex with your best friend's wife, you're probably <laughs> filming that shit. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I forgot so. that was the details <laughs> of the case because it was him and some radio shock jock. Yeah, yeah. And like, so he it was a situation where he agreed to do it, or yeah, he, he was, agreed to do that shit. <laughs> I, so the shock jock knew about it and was like saying, "Hey, come fuck my wife on some weird swingers cuckolding type shit." I thought he was just having an affair with the wife or something. No. Okay, so I mean, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to what Terry does. Uh, and I guess my take on it is in agreement, but slightly different in that. Um, I mean, he's 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 racist as shit, you know, and, <laughs> it, it was revealed. I don't think but I don't think he should have ever been taken out of the WWE Hall of Fame to begin with. I think that's what creates this issue. I don't for me personally, when people do like racist stuff or they just reveal who they are. And I, I think it's. um we're in a very disingenuous time right now where people want to, because companies want to distance themselves and their brand image. I get all that. And that's cool. 
You know, I mean, it doesn't take like he accomplished what he accomplished and he means what he means. He made it into the Hall of Fame. Cool. But it's like WWE just wanted to show that they were doing something, you know, just not hire that motherfucker anymore. Like from here on out, he's just not welcome back here. And that could have been the end of it. The whole Hall of Fame thing becomes kind of a, a another retroactive thing that they're doing. And it's just stupid and dumb. But I mean, race is going to racist. That's what they do. And once you once they do it. Don't associate with them. Don't fuck with them. But I hate the idea of this kind of, of, of retroactive punishment type of thing that people do um, because it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's not significant. Like the whole Roseanne Barr thing. Should she have kept her show? She probably should have got fired for other reasons. You know, she's done a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, get her the fuck out of here. But like that's gonna be the thing where oh you know she's been doing controversial shit for years same thing with you know and hulk hogan wasn't personally um controversial but having that come to light his private moments because that's the thing for me i'm a i'm very much a free speech person free speech doesn't free you of consequences it does not but you should have if i feel like it's niggas in the world or it's whatever type of thing in a privacy on home you should be able to do that you know i think that once it becomes public it can be judged in terms of, oh, I don't like that. But it wasn't like he was in the WWE saying this stuff and clowning and doing the fool. You know, and to me, I, the idea of people kind of sticking their nose in, that becomes a bit, what, what I say about that is kind of like, it's, 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 it's kind of like what you're thinking and feeling at home is not your, you didn't do it at work, on work hours, those types of terms. You still are what you are. And so it's a slippery slope. You know what I mean? Um, and I can see you like not associate. Like once something came out being like, okay, yeah, we can't really fuck with you on this shit because that's how you get down. But the retroactive Hall of Fame shit, I mean, it's like, eh. But um, to that end, we had a letter from Titus O'Neil, the affirmative action, affirmative action uh, NIC. <laughs> Let me read this. Wait, this shit is in italics. Damn it. To my gracious fans in the WWE universe, the reports and rumors concerning my boycotting extreme rules in Pittsburgh is false and inaccurate. I was not scheduled to attend or be a participant in the extreme rules match slash production and was otherwise not booked for the show. The talent president in Pittsburgh, which I was a part of, was asked to attend a mandatory meeting in which Mr. Terry Bollea addressed everyone and informed the same that he would be reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame. At no point during, after, or otherwise did I make any scene concerning Mr. Bollea's communication to the talent. In addition, let it be known that I did not refuse to shake Mr. Bollea's hand. We did not have any type of one-on-one -on -one interaction whatsoever. That would or did necessitate necessitate any exchange between us individually as to the reinstatement of mr belia i can only communicate that i am a proponent of second and even third chances for individuals that show true remorse acknowledgement of wrongdoing fulfill their punishment if applicable and otherwise put forth sincere efforts to correct the issues unfortunately i must echo the sentiment and dissatisfaction expressed by many of my fellow contemporaries concerning mr belia's apology and its lack of true contrition remorse and a desire to change. Mr. Belia's apology that he didn't know he was being recorded 
is not remorse for the hateful and violent utterances he made, which reprised language that has caused violence against blacks and minorities for centuries. I stand firm in my position that Mr. Belia is entitled to reinstate. He was and is a role model, hero and icon to countless people. I hope that Mr. Belia missteps in communicating to the WWE talent in Pittsburgh are not repeated to his fans. And I expect that he shall pursue an agenda that clearly communicates to all third parties that his language was inappropriate, wrong, and should not be tolerated in a civilized and inclusive society. As the father of two young black men, I spent their entire life and the majority of my adult life with a singular focus, being a role model for my children and young black boys and girls. I take tremendous pride in my charity work and the community outreach programs that I have fostered via the platform I have been given. I teach my sons love and tolerance for everybody, but I also teach them to operate with truth and respect. I hope this clears up any confusion. I like New Day, will continue to use my platform to positively affect, entertain, embrace, celebrate, and love people from all backgrounds, both inside and outside of the WWE Universe. Sincerely, Thaddeus Bullard, a.k.a. Titus O'Neil. All right, <laughs> Titus is laying down the law. He's not amused. You know? Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Titus O'Neil. That bullshit, son. I appreciate the tenor, tenor of his message. It's like I, I, the second chances thing, you know, like I was trying to say earlier, it's like a fine line, you know. Ter- Hulk Hogan's accomplishments are what they are. Cool. Now, WWE, don't fuck with him anymore. But don't do this kind of one foot in, one foot out, mealy mouth, back and forth. Once you show, oh, th- oh, this is what you are. Oh, this is what. It- okay, cool. Then I know how to deal with you and how to how to rock with you. If you gonna come out and and you know, I liked Kofi Kingston's statement a little bit more. It was c- kind of nuanced in the same thing. I mean, this was more about Titus O'Neil. This thing was more about himself and how he, his interaction or whatever. Nobody cared. Like I didn't even know it was a thing. Titus, oh, Titus wasn't there. Like, come on, man. He's like, he sounds like an Instagram model. You know, it's like you trying to give yourself some shine. But uh, on the, on the back of this Terry thing, well, I was like a lot of people were wondering where Titus was because really the, the the Terry Irving statement put a lot of the, the black talent under the microscope, a lot of the Instagram sloops and uh, wrestling. And that's the only like, way we would have seen Titus O'Neil. We're like we're because... like yo, we're, what are all the black people doing? How do the black people feel about this? I'm like y'all didn't care about what we was thinking months ago, and now they brought a racist in. Y'all y'all worried about what we feel? And what's really bad is now you get an accurate account of how many black people there are in WWE. <laughs> like, who considers themselves Samoan? Who considers themselves black? You know, and it's like, we got like three, four, maybe, you know? Our truth popped up, too. I mean, hey. <laughs> so, anyway, what else we got? Well, I think I, I, do, I do think you're on to like, yo, call it like, you know, don't, don't fuck with these people anymore. I think that's best because, I mean... Terry for years, even when he had his restaurant here in Florida, man, like his dress code policy, some would argue is like discriminatory, using old taxes to try and uh, discriminate against certain groups of people just by the dress code. And even before the the uh, the tape came out, man, like Terry has been on record trying like, I don't understand why black people can say it, you know, and 
And, and see, even, yeah, he even shit on Tampa. He's like, well, I'm not racist, but Tampa is. Tampa taught me everything. And Tampa's like, yo, you need to get that mess out of here. And see, I believe in second chances, and I think that people can grow and change and blah, blah, blah. But Hulk Hogan is like 60, 70 something. He old as shit. So he's been racist. <laughs> he's been racist a long ass time, you know? So it's like, I. I and I'm not tripping because it's like if you're a white yeah. man, if you're a white man over like 65, it's pretty much ingrained in you to be racist, you know. So it's like I come to expect that, like sky's blue, old white man racist, you know. It's just that you just kind of know is what it is. But like, don't try to, you know, and you kind of flow with that. As long as you don't do some racist shit to me, we'll let you make it. But then you get busted, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, they put a spotlight on it on shit you kind of figured anyway. So. It's, you know, it's neither here nor there, man. Like, they just don't need to make a big deal out of fucking Terry. All right, as long as Terry's not on the TV, we'll be good. All right, next bit of news. I guess in the positivity cycle in the WWE wars. So they finally, for rumors, have been swirling for months that the WWE is considering planning a ladies-only pay-per-view. And uh, this past Monday... Like all the talent, all the all the ta- the lady talent, the women talent were, were on Raw. They even flew in some ladies so they could appear for the the announcement that in October the WWE will be hosting their first ladies only pay per view, Evolution. Um, because some kids on the internet are just assholes. So like, oh, why do women have to have their own pay per view? That's not fair. This is like stupid. And uh, shout out to the Square Circle on Reddit, but one user spent like 30 minutes just compiling a list of pay-per-views that don't feature any uh, woman talent at all. And like within 30 minutes, he had 110 pay-per-views. So if you feel the need to complain about having like a you know women's only pay-per-view, keep in mind that within 30 minutes. This guy compiled 110 pay-per-views you can go watch on the WWE Network that feature no women workers at all. I don't, well, people will complain because people complain about all kind of shit, but and all women anything sounds great to me. So, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think it's dope because I've been getting more, I get more enjoyment out of the women's matches a lot of times anyway from oscar to uh sasha banks i mean naomi they're doing their thing so i I enjoy the um the the stables the riot squad and the other ones that you know Paige have for a while they've been they've been getting busy so they have they have enough talent i think the big thing they're going to do is introduce the the uh, women's tag team titles and that will allow them to expand the women's roster a little bit more as well because they do kind of, they've often used the women as an afterthought, except for like the main, like they had the women's champion and everybody else is kind of like, like afterthought. kind of like in a group story, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they build it out more. So, you know, this is the start of something that could be very good if done right. But again, hashtag WWE logic, they oh, tend yeah. to not do shit right. So. Like, I'm trying to stay positive for the most being. They yeah, they released yeah. a statement saying that uh, 50 women from across the brands and era will uh, be taking part in the pay-per-view in some type of way. 
Lita and Trish Stratus have already been uh, announced for the show. Nikki James, excuse me, uh, Mickey James, R.I.P. Her tassels, um, has been. Uh, she's been on Twitter. She's like, "Yo, what if I got like a rematch with Trish Stratus? That would be cool." Um, so we we can see a lot of faces. They're gonna have like the Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, and NXT UK Women's titles will be on the line as long as well as the finals for the May Young Classic. So it's gonna be a lot of stuff and. If they build everything right, I, it, it'd probably be like an NXT show. And that's, that means it's actually going to be good, not frustrating. So, fingers crossed. Uh, um, hopefully, no uh, WWE logic. Hopefully. Yeesh. Alright, Ill, it's time for my new segment. Fox Watch. Yeah. Was Alicia Fox on Raw? The answer is yes. Yes, Alicia Fox made an appearance on Raw. This is two weeks in a row. Alicia Fox has uh, been on Raw. Now, mind you, this was kind of a cop-out because, like, like, all the talent was on stage for the announcement. But, like, yep, she was there. Uh... <laughs> Also, I want to include in the segment, our truth showed up on SmackDown. <laughs> wow, he has to he has to balance out Alicia Fox because Alicia Fox is becoming the black version of Paige. She is just getting paler and paler with every appearance. Look, she just needs more sunlight. That's, they're just keeping her in a box somewhere. And she and our truth is the king of darkness. So if you have, you know, Alicia Fox and R-Truth, it's got to balance out. Bro, but how's R-Truth is like 46, and that man does not look like he's aged a day. Well, I mean, from like the neck down, but like in his face. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's, he's lived a life, brother. <laughs> but he still works out. He, he works out in the gym smoking cigarettes. He he, the old man doing the bench press with the cigarette hanging out on the uh, on his lip, <laughs> talking to talking to the younger about their technique. Need a, you know you know just bouncing off your chest, bounce this weight off your chest. See that bruise form form a callus. You know, give you some just all kind of terrible advice on working out. <laughs> doing some shit with a chain that you just like this can't be healthy. <laughs> He's like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna check this man? Like, he's allowed to bring this in here? Yeah, like, he doing some unorthodox workout and just got him fit as hell. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Smoking a new pope. <laughs> Give me one of them pulling fire at that pope. Get my, get my, get my workout on. Get my session in. <laughs> Have a new point in the training and a protein shake. <laughs> Our truth, yeah. So Alicia Fox is on Raw. Yo, I'm surprised this segment has made it for two episodes. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's young coming up. Yo, but our longest running segment. Are you ready for this week's episode, my man's? 
Las Aventuras de Alberto El Patron y sus amigos. When we last left our hero, he was giving his children bad nutrition advice. Right? This week, one Alberto El Patron has taken a vacation to Cancun. Not wrestling. He's taking it easy. Spending time with his family. And he took his daughter. His daughter, excuse me. He's got two of them. To ride the dolphins. And him and his daughters were riding the dolphins. And his little daughter just looks like she could not care one bit about riding the dolphin. She gives zero, zero fooks. She's like, sea world, my ass. So, I, yo, I, I just, funny. she's like, yo, I'm on this dolphin, yo. The kid in the background, though, yo, he's like tripping. He's like tripping. Alberto's daughter, she's like, yo, my dad's Alberto. This dolphin means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto finds a way. Like, this dude here, he finds a way to make it into our show every week. It is impre- He is the Iron Man of Slam Bros. I mean, he's impressive. Like, I've got I, to give it to him. I'm, he, apparently, he got an extra 30 minutes with the, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, he says, thanks to the, the Dolphins instructor, gave his kids an extra 30 minutes. I wonder how Alberto pulled that off. Do you think they knew he was Alberto? Like, hey, you that one guy from that wrestling show? Or he threatened them with violence. Either one works. Bribery or violence. Nah, man, you can't scare the dolphins. You can scare the dolphin trainers, though. You you know. Those dolphins are smart creatures, man. You know, they know what's up. (laughs) Very true, very true. (laughs) All right, man. Enough Alberto. Let's get to the show. Hi, let's get to the show. Raw this week. Of course, it opened with the uh, the all women's pay per view. Uh, I'm not even mad at this. You know, some people are mad on the on the internet that like announcements like these break kayfabe because you had Vince out there and you had Triple H out there and Stephanie's all crying and whatnot about like you know ladies wrestling and people being cynical, but like. Uh, Sometimes you got to let these corporate people get their PR speak, you know, for uh, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, the ladies are getting a chance. And um, the WWE is going to have more opportunities to take your money. So, I guess it's a win-win for everybody? Yeah. Um, Ella, I don't know if you... You probably didn't see this, but there's a behind-the-scenes video. Uh someone caught it like they cut to the camera and they're talking to the the their commentators and someone zoomed in and saw triple h trying to hold the ropes for vince and vince gets mad and he like berates triple h what are you doing (laughs) i've got to see this this clip (laughs) this exists on the internet somewhere yes yes Vince McMahon doesn't accept politeness because it makes him feel like a woman. (laughs) Oh, I've got to see this clip. I'm like, I'm like, I guess lucky Triple H didn't touch Vince or when he'd be getting a suspension like Titus. (laughs) Excellent point. Excellent point. 
you do not do anything to help Vince McMahon in any form or fashion. I mean, it just doesn't happen. If you're in front of that, uh, I guess we call it the curtain, for lack of a, that big-ass wall, then don't do anything to assist Vince McMahon or it's a problem. So I've got to see this video. Oh, man. So uh, we actually have we have movement on the Kevin Owens-Braun Strowman storyline. Um, uh, Stephanie McMahon, before she left, Kevin Owens made some salient points to her. That are like, yo, I tried to be friends with Braun Strowman, and then he tried to murder me. <laughs> like, I tried to tell this to my boss, Kurt Angle, and he seems to have been supporting this behavior of attempted murder. What's up, Stephanie? I need something. And Stephanie did give him something, which is a match with Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. And if Kevin Owens wins the match, regardless of fashion, either via DQ, countouts, shenanigans Braun will lose his money in the bank contract okay so um i'm like i'm not mad at this i'm not how can i be mad at kevin owens not at all i mean that's a great it's a great thing and i would use this tactic more like why isn't the money in the bank contract well i understand why but and i think this makes for a good summer slam i think it's a good um a good use of it because you don't really you want to keep the the money in the bank match itself valuable so that if any match I can just win it from somebody then yeah true right, enough yeah, yeah. but I like because technically it's the briefcase right it's not like it's a there's a contract in there but it's not signed with your name you have to give the briefcase over so really whoever has the briefcase and gives it over to the ref at the time should be offered the match you know well because didn't they i think it's a contract it's a contract for the title match yeah and i would assume it is unsigned by the person why are we fucking thinking about it this? is like, it is unsigned look the logistics uh, of signing wrestling contracts is a thing it's a thing i think the first couple of years of the contract they actually had a piece of paper in there so because like they if that's yeah, the case paper in there. if that's the case what they should do is just have somebody what would happen would lead to like some kind of goofy Scooby Doo esque chase where you're just beaning somebody and running off with the contract, you know? Yeah, like the old hardcore championship. Remember how? Yes, you know, people just getting decked. That, that was <laughs> <laughs> that used to be awesome. You have to make it through. <laughs> that used to be so funny, dude. It's like why even show up? <laughs> you show up for the hardcore match and then you just run into your rental car. That's all it was. Can I make it to the real car with this title? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kevin, he explained the situation to Braun. And his promo was great, too. He's like, look, Braun, I tried to be your friend. You know, if not for my own sake, for my kid's sake. My kid likes you. And he said, Daddy, it would be cool if you teamed up with Braun and then maybe I could be the new Nicholas. Like, how am I supposed to be mad at Kevin? How is Kevin the bad guy here? He's not. He put himself in danger. He jingled all the way himself for his chids. You know? <laughs> oh, man. That would be... Yeah. But I like I like the idea of this match. I like the the whole concept of uh, the money to bank briefcase being on the line. Uh, it does make you wonder, though. You almost had me fucking really thinking this shit through. 
Yeah, so no, I, I feel, I feel, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a moment to feel bad for myself that I almost was trying to think through the WWE logic because of you, Bowman. Yeah, because no, there, there, there used to be a paper in there, like when it first showed up, like yeah, it was a paper in there, and then they have established like no, technically you win the match, you know, because I think Cody Rhodes stole Damian Sandow's briefcase, and we're like, well, it doesn't matter, he's still not the, it's just that Damian couldn't cash it in. Um, but in Lucha Underground, they have what's called the Gift of the Gods Championship, which essentially is the money in the bank. So there's nine medallions. Uh, once all the medallions in the belt, uh, the Gift of the Gods Championship is basically active. And if you win the Gift of the Gods Championship belt, you can then challenge for the Lucha Underground title anytime you want. But the catch is if someone challenges you for the Gift of the Gods title, you have to defend it. You can't just squat on it. Okay, I mean that works. Lucha, Lucha is dope though. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. After that epic uh, trailer, I'm trying to get more on Lucha. I, I got to go back and watch the Netflix seasons that are out there because Lucha is is it's not that it's well produced. It's slickly done. It's competently done. You know, and every time you talk about it, it just brings a smile to my face. It just sounds entertaining as hell. If nothing else on Slam Bros, hopefully we've earned Lucha Underground a significant number of new followers. That's that's the greatness. Um, what else? Yep. Raw was kind of uneventful. Like, um, it, re- it really was. It was like, yeah, some things happened. Um, yo, shout out to Mickey James. She was wearing that, like, Saiyan armor, you know. <laughs> she was wearing Saiyan armor with tassels. No, no tassels. She's saving the tassels. She but did like, have she had, she had armor on. And I was super she, excited. She, she had on her Dragon Ball Super. Now she got the victory too over Natalia, aka uh, Ronda Rousey's best friend. So maybe, so maybe this is her no. new form. Like well, she's that, upgraded that. into her new form, and now you know, like Finn Balor with the a demon. She maybe had. She's we watching have, Roman. We know? have saying Mickey James. You know, I mean, like. Roman wears battle armor. He's got like 15 defense. Can't hit him with critical hits. You know? Unstunnable. I'm saying, man. But I, I think it's more a matter of she wears his Saiyan armor. The match might, you know, it's going to go in her favor. We got we to gotta, we gotta keep our eye on this, Slam Bros. Gotta, yeah. If she brings back the Saiyan armor, we're going to see what happens. Um, the other dope thing to me was uh, the great match was Finn Balor and Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Like that whole series, Finn versus Drew, and then the two of them versus uh, Drew and Dolph, that was a good match. That was intense, had a lot of action. It was everything it needed to be. Yeah, a hot match, but I think I don't want them to burn out the crowd. Because, like, Seth, we've seen variations of Seth and Ziggler about seven times now, and they're going to be fighting again at SummerSlam. Um, They can be working hard, man, but if they burn out the crowd seeing the same thing, it's gonna be, man. I think there there was an appearance by the AA squad. It and was. They, they had to get their heat back. Yeah, against Authors of Pain, and yeah, that was tepid as usual. Um, Elias, there was a running joke, a running gag with Elias there trying to play songs from his. Does this album really exist? Yes, the album is real. Wow, it's more an EP. It's more an EP. It's four oh. songs on there. Right? Okay. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is legit. Um, yo, who was it? I think the writer from like Up Rocks, like he wrote like, look, I think I'm going to buy two of these albums for myself 
and the person who I'm going to be after I listen to the album. <laughs> That's what that's that was the Elias is greatness. I love the path he's on because he, he's the one who said that. <laughs> you need to buy two albums. One for who you are now and one for who you will be. <laughs> I mean he just he has great zingers. His delivery his character is exactly what it needs to be. Like I, I am the greatest thing in all of entertainment. <laughs> Man, I've been dogging this man for months to put out the mixtape, and he went ahead and did it. Yo. <laughs> I mean, now, now he got to get his uh, Ulysses S. Claw and drop his SoundCloud link. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, All right. So, big event on Raw. Uh, Ember Moon, she's got a new T-shirt. It's all right. It's like an eclipse. Did you just did. say the big event was Ember Moon having a new T-shirt? <laughs> These merch sales, bro. I got it. These merch sales. Yo, merch is so. important. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, she pinned uh, Liv Morgan. Yo, did Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan did not get a piggyback ride this week. That's why she ain't win. Yeah, she been getting her ass kicked every time she's faced Improbu. Liv has lost three times now, and then her uh, what what's the name? The Viking chick now, Sarah Logan or whatever. Logan. Yeah, yeah she's the one who gives her the piggyback ride. She's more been built up as a threat to Ember Moon. You know, she beat her or whatever, but. Did anybody really buy her Braveheart stuff? And where was she this week? Well, now, I thought you were going to say the big event of the week was Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Roman cut that backstage Perlman. I felt like he was speaking to all of us when he's like, look, I'm the dude. Shut up and deal with it. I feel like that was the E speaking to us directly. And when he cut that promo, I knew he was going to win the match because because yeah, it's the E speaking to us directly, but also Roman's not gonna lose twice in a row, okay? And um, Bobby looked good, and uh, Bobby uh, has been doing his thing, but in the ring, they just need to get him someone who can speak for him. And to me, fantasy booking wise, the thing I would like to see happen is like. Bobby to come down and interrupt a match with, with Roman and, and Brock and for him to just um, wail on Roman and toss him into Brock and let Brock win. And then like then we get like a cash in from um, Braun or something. Ooh, but j- got it, yeah. But just just have Bobby just come and just whoop up on Brock like and just be honest with like lose so I can face Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Because I can beat Lesnar. I've already beat you, you know, type of thing. That would develop Bobby's character. See, it would make him like, a little heelish. Yeah. But it's just like that way when he's getting booed or, you know, coming to no reaction, it works perfectly fine with his character. And it comes in terms of like the competition. Like I'm better. Like, I'm come and whoop up on Roman and feed you to Lesnar because I'm better competition for him than you are. So he, here, Lesnar, take this gift, beat him so I can face you. I, and, I think just letting them go too. I mean, uh, you know, Roman, he has great matches when he has people that can toss him around and dish out the damage. And uh, that's that's what Bobby is when you're not trying to show him off with delayed suplexes. I mean, uh, he, he adds a little spin on his on his spear, so he kind of like barrel rolls out, you know. Um, but which us, I think is the, yeah. But Bobby just he has the athleticism. Like you saw him yes. leapfrog over Roman with ease, and then Roman tried to leapfrog and failed miserably. <laughs> he's got. So that's the thing too. I'm like, remember, Bobby is he's a legit MMA athlete. But they're like they're, put him with Brock. But also, I think 
they have to protect Brock because now Brock is going into the UFC fight. So Brock's probably like, I don't want to be in anything that I can look weak in at all. You know? Well, they don't necessarily they don't necessarily have to protect Brock. Brock is people shit on him, but Brock's a team player. And he just wants he's it, my check is gonna cash. I don't mind dropping a title belt. And I don't think he does mind dropping a belt. Um I don't think that's gonna be an issue at all. And I actually I don't think he's gonna lose at SummerSlam, not to Roman. I think, but and I would love that. I love for them to do a thing where Brock is just Roman's Achilles heel in the same way that Stone Cold was for The Rock. The Rock beat Stone Cold one time in his career. And that was like their last match. Any other time they faced off, Stone Cold had his number. And I would love for that to be the thing with Brock and Roman. Like, you just can't beat this dude. Like, that's just what it is. And you go on and, you know, you'll come to champion some other way, but you won't get it by beating this guy. Um, but for Braun or somebody to come out and then become to get the strap from Brock, I wouldn't be mad at that. But Brock doesn't, he's, you know, as long as he uh, tosses them around, he's not going to look weak for not having a belt. I don't think that's the thing at all. But I think they need to work on building up and protecting Lashley a little bit more. Because Lashley has the gifts, except that he just can't talk worth a shit. But if they get him a manager or somebody to speak for him and just let him go out there and just be a wrecking ball, then they can now, do some things with him. Because he he's he's a more athletic and you know younger version of what Brock was. He's like, you know, and when Brock was really in his prime, he had that no, same I think athleticism. Like the same age. That's the thing about Bobby and Brock. I think they're the same age. Yeah, they might well, I'm saying that. The thing, the, the thing that people really liked about Brock was like he was this massive dude who was athletic. Yeah. And Bobby, yeah. La- the thing that they like about Bobby Lashley is he's a massive dude who's athletic, you know. And they just have a, a different type of style because um, Brock has a certain like quickness about him, and 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 Lashley is quick to a degree, but he's like a bulkier, blockier type of dude. Um, Lesnar and his in his youth had has more of a a zip to him, I guess I could say. Um, so I think that they would be good to face off, you know, but now Brock is in a whole different phase in terms of how they present him. They don't present him as the athlete. You know, he's a little, um, he's a little chunkier and he's not, he's still quick as fuck. Don't get me wrong. And he's still a powerhouse, but they don't book him as that athlete. They book him as this UFC MMA guy. And so that's why his matches have become what they've become. So, like, yo, with Lashley, it would have been like that hybrid MMA match that I was hoping for. I guess we'll never get like a Kurt Angle Samoa Joe again. So, oh, I don't, I don't, that took place in some distant land. Maybe that's in my memory. I don't know where that took place. Some strange pay per view somewhere in distant land. But, uh, yo, so, uh, we got, uh, Roman got the win. So we got Roman versus Brock again. Uh, SmackDown. SmackDown opened up with Miz and Maurice. And child coming out of a limousine, and my first thought was Hardy Boys. That's not a real baby. That baby's getting tossed. This is Fonda Leashon all over again. Um, speed up or going out of order to the end of the show. Um, Miz is once again shitting on Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out. They throw the baby. Of course, it's not a real baby. No, no, no. Miz unleashed the greatest moment on SmackDown. When he tossed that baby at Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan showing the baby catching hand skills. <laughs> <laughs> he, ex- he expertly caught the baby and Miz paused for a moment and then delivered the big kick. It was perfection. And then to go in and just start railing on this fool. That's just what made it awesome. He just shat upon that town. 
Miz is a great heel. He's like, you think I'd bring my baby to this city? (laughs) 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 It was awesome. It was awesomeness, man. Miz did his thing. Just as usual, Miz has been perfection in his heel role as he's coming to himself and gained the the, the wrestling skill to back himself up. The only... Go ahead. How did, how did Miz not drop the Drake line? I'm not hiding my child from the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Push. So, yeah, no, I was like, I was, I was, I don't know, man. There's something about like in wrestling when ab- absurd things happen. In the final deletion, when like Ruby threw the fake baby at Jeff, like wrestlers getting babies thrown at them is just, this is wonderful. All right, don't use a real baby. This fake yeah. baby makes it better. Yeah. Oh man, the other, the other, what was the other big development? Oh, Randy Orton came out, and and this comes back to what you said earlier. And in, in his explanation for why he attacked Jeff Hardy, it's not only because the fans cheered for him, but because they buy his merch. Merch is key. Merch, yeah, merch is key. Merch is key. Randy's, Randy's like, yo. So Randy, he's like, yo, I'm tired of these indie dudes. Like here and that's consistent with his character in real life, Randy, who's always like kind of like throwing shade and reading indie wrestlers on Twitter. He's constantly doing that shit. So now he brought into the problem. He's like, yo, I've been here 16 years. Everyone else comes in here and they get this cred because oh they indie whatnot. Man, fuck all y'all. I'm RKO. I'm Randy. Kill motherfucker since day one. Buy my merch. You know? It's funny, he's mad about that, man, but when people come up and ask for pictures, you knock people out of gyms and whatnot, because, yeah, whatever. Well, like, yeah. Merch sales are important. And, and I guess Randy's, Randy, he, he got a new wife, two new kids, you know? He needs that extra capital. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he almost cost Jeff Hardy his ear in disgusting fashion, so. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure some crazy fan would try and buy that ear on eBay. Oh my gosh! And then, of course, we had uh, Andre Andrade Cien Almas defeated Rusev as they start teasing the breakup of Rusev Day, which fucking sucks, man. Because you know Rusev is going to be kind of left spinning, spinning his heels, and um, Aiden English is just going to become a nobody. I mean, yeah, he's, 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 he's like, I, I, he's gonna be singing. I need this job, man. I need this job. Which is, which is whack too, because I mean, the Rusev day is hot, man. People love him. You seen? You seen John? John Cena showed up randomly, not on TV, but on on Twitter, wearing a Yusef, uh, uh, not a Yusef, a Rusev day, a Rusev day T-shirt, marking out. See real fan. See real Stan. You know. See writing Rusev letters. It's like, Rusev, you never write me back. I'm about to drive off the cliff. But, I mean, it's just a stupid thing because they're creating this whole Aiden English um, breakup with Rusev. And I guess they're going to kind of cycle Lana back in. But they don't need to. They could just become a trio. You know? But Aiden doesn't... Like, when does does Aiden really have a match? He's like the warm-up, you know, for... uh, He's the warm-up. He's the putty. Yes. No, he's the... Like, yeah. You 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 need the fodder guy. You know? Exactly, you need the fodder guy. He's cannon fodder. It's, it's kind of silly, man. Um, 
what else happened on the show? We had our truth sighting. Our truth came out. He tried to kick Joe in the face, and Joe choked him out. Samoa Joe, my other favorite heel. He had a great night on SmackDown. Like you know, I was excited to see our truth, and then you know the Joe the Joe horns came. I was like, all right, well. Bum bum bum. I, I know how this is ending. Uh, they're trying to make Oscar look competent again. Mm, yeah. She, she handily defeated Billy Kay. Um. Uh, yo, I love the Mean Girls, the Iconics. Like they're such assholes. Like, <laughs> like you want them to get beat up. Like they're doing good heel work because they're just so and. And they do, like, Mean Girls things, which is just hilarious. Like, they hold hands. Like, don't let go of me. She's trying to murder me. He's like, I got you. And then, like, no, Oscar murders anyway. Um, which is, I, it's, 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 like, cute. It's adorable. It's like, aw. They don't know they're about to get murdered. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're trying to make Oscar look confident again. Heading into, I guess, the women's pay-per-view. Um, Ellsworth got fired. Which set up the, the this was during the contract signing for AJ's opponent. Uh, Paige is like, "Hey, AJ," and AJ did the boneheaded thing. All right, he didn't he didn't care who his opponent was, and he signed the the contract before the opponent was announced. Ellsworth comes out, and he's like, "It's me. I've beaten AJ four times." And Paige's like, "You're fine," because uh, Ellsworth, for whatever reason, was popping off the page. He called her a ghost. <laughs> um, he listens to Slam Rose, the ghost who wrestles. Like he he, he shitted on like uh, how she was dressed and um, all this other stuff. And I'm like Ellsworth, do you not realize that she's the boss? Like, and he so he gets fired, thrown out, and Paige personally escorts him out the building. Which uh, allows Joe to come up, choke out AJ, and um, then sign his name on the contract. And I was like, well, that's smart. Joe was watching in the back. He saw AJ sign the thing. Took an opportunity. He could insert his name uh, anywhere. But it, it turns out that Samoa Joe was going to be the opponent anyway. Um, I found it funny that he called Paige boss lady. It's like, that's what you wanted, boss lady. You want someone who's unpredictable. What's more unpredictable than choking a guy out when he's not looking? Hey, can't argue with that. I was <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be mad about that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, the, the one thing I like about Paige is like she's like making these general manager decisions while she's out and about doing random things. So like last week, she made a Twitter video like while walking. She's like, oh, we're gonna have a tournament. For the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Eight teams. Yeah. Ideas. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. And so we had the New Day versus Sanity. And New Day won. And uh, after that, the bar returned and said they're challenging for the Tag Team titles at um, SummerSlam. Which, I don't... How does that work? I mean, Paige is like, we're having this tournament. And who wins the tournament become the number one contenders for the Tag Titles. So, is the bar saying they're entering the tournament, or that 
it's now going to be a three-way at SummerSlam. WWE loves three ways and four ways. But they didn't lose. The, the Usos lost the tag team championships to the Brudgeon Brothers. And they already used it. The, the Bars already used their rematch clause against the Usos, right? Um, Maybe. But now you're getting into the weird realms of WWE logic. You know, uh-huh. the bar the bar's been off TV and now they come back and you're gonna be oh it's Seamus and Cesaro, yay. That type of thing. That's supposed to cover up everything else. So I don't know. don't peer behind the curtain, young man. Don't peer behind the curtain. I I'm just trying to figure out. They said that they're challenging for the titles. I'm just trying to understand like if they're gonna be in the eighteen tournament or they're just gonna show up. Like this is I don't know. I need brackets. Any brackets? <laughs> um, yo. Also, Carmella was defeated by Becky Lynch. Um, and so, so now she's the number one contenders for the the women's title at SummerSlam. But all right, I mean, there was some speculation, not really rumor, but like Dave Meltzer was saying on his podcast that like. They gotta get the titles off of like Alexa Bliss and Camilla for that that pay per view, if they really want like some strong matches. Like, really good heel work doesn't really translate to good matches. And like, if you're gonna have your first uh, Alexa lady, Bliss does some good matches though. Yeah, she, I she, I think she's a better worker than Carmella by but, far. Um, cowardly heels can only go so far, and I think. You can't have all your champions be cowardly heels. And but both I, lady champions right now are cowardly heels. Alexa's not a cowardly heel, though. She's a savvy heel. She, she fights and she gets in a match and does her thing. And I like... See, I, don't, I hate the cowardly heel. I prefer you be a savvy heel. Somebody who likes Thank to fight, but you, do, you cheat to win. You do things a smart way. And that's what Alexa does. She has that classic, you know, heel thing. She won't, she'll come out there and talk her trash. And she doesn't cower, you know, so much. But they're presenting Ronda as this powerhouse. But Alexa, you know, she's a good fighting heel. Carmella is different. She just comes across as weaker because they traditionally presented her as this cartoon character. And her moonwalk is not good. Someone show her a video of Michael. A lot of the stuff she does is not good. But she talks trash, so. Maybe she knows. You think she knows her moonwalk's not good? Think that's part of the character? Maybe probably is she has she's incorporated her natural whackness into it <laughs> all right so all right that's smackdown we are on the road to SummerSlam. yo you can find me the bowman 12l on twitter at bowman 12l you can also find me on the grams at bowman 12l you the can find is the same illa where can of good folks on the internet find you at IllaYC on the Twitters, at YC the Champ on Instagrammatical. And you can find us at what is Slam Bros Pod on Twitter. Yes, at Slam Bros Pod uh, at Twitter. Uh, at- you, you will still find us with your current iTunes location right now and your current SoundCloud location. We also we just have a new SoundCloud location, you know? We now have two t shirts. Think about that. More merch. All right. <laughs> Thinking like that. 
SoundCloud.com forward slash The Slam Bros. Add us, follow, like, share. Holla at your boys.